Today is more special than any episode we've ever produced on Live Life by Design. This is a day unlike any other day, except for some greatness that's about to come out, that you, our loyal subscribers and listeners, will be excited to hear, and I think it'll just brighten your day. One of the greatest, most powerful emotions can bring nations together. Heal terminal illnesses, leaving doctors puzzled as to what happened, and is more valuable than earthly wealth. And yes, that emotion is celebrated today. That emotion is love. Today I have as my special guest, someone that is an expert on the topic of this episode today. My guest today, please welcome Lori, the love bug, you. Welcome, Lori. Woo! Good morning. Oh, listen, I love, add that, I love that new title, love bug. Well, we've ordered some business cards for you. You're going to say that on there. So I think that way you can pass those out at your meetings. I'm sure it'll draw some attention. I I love it. Well, I mean, think about it. L-O-R-I, which is how you spell my name, is also L-O-V-E, so it's kind of close. Well, I don't want to burst her bubble, folks, but I've seen what her name has been on some of the Starbucks cups, and L-O-R-I is not what I've read. They don't ever get it right, (laughs) and it's so hard to spell with four letters, but I digress. I digress. Lori, today, (laughs) it's an honor to have you here. I, uh, Gosh, who would have thought our episode 151 would land on Valentine's Day? I think it's meant to be. It's perfect. It's a good Monday morning. It's a holiday. Everybody should feel the love today. You know, today I feel like we're going to have this situation where in COVID you had to wear this little color, like if I wanted purple, I wanted you to distance from me or, you know, red, don't touch me or anything. I think what you're going to see today is going to be hearts, not anything else, just hearts on everybody. Everybody's so tired of all the distancing and and all this mass stuff. We're just going to see hugs today in a very safe way, I hope, for everyone out there. Uh, But I've got a few questions to ask you today, Lori. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's the response I was hoping. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, okay. Here we is, go. This is... Uh, yeah, this is an unusual uh, topic for a podcast that live life by design. But what is life, I ask you, Lori, if you don't have love? Come on. What, what, does, what does this day mean to Lori the love bug you? day means that it's the evolution of this day in your lifetime I think is really kind of interesting and now that I'm obviously a little bit older and I have a child of my own and I've been married for well I mean I've been married for a while but I'm very young so maybe I don't know still in the (laughs) way give me a break yeah (laughs) but I I think that I think that Love in terms of Valentine's Day, you know, when we were little, it was about our parents and our classmates and the cute cards that we would make or the notes that we would write to each other. And as that has evolved and progressed, I think Valentine's Day for me is uh, a day of remembrance, a day of being reminded how we love and why we love and who we love. Ooh, that was that was 
far more serious than I anticipated. Okay, that was very good. Very good. Is it is it true? And let's talk a little bit about the foundings of the the foundation of Valentine's Day because it's actually Saint Valentine's Day is the technical name of the holiday. Yes. Um, is it true? And I'm asking because I don't really know, but I've heard you're an expert on on the topic of love. So here it goes. Is it true <laughs> that Saint Valentine was kind of a weird dude that ran around naked, but he shot people with arrows? Oh, is it? Is that the same as Cupid? I don't know. See, I get them mixed up. I think they're from the same family. I don't know, but I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Listen, no one, no one should be running around half scantily clothed, shooting yes. anyone with anything. <laughs> uh, I agree with that. How about this? How about it was created though by a wonderful company that is making its billions selling Hallmark cards i think that's uh, where this came from we missed the boat jimmy we should have we should have created the greeting card industry we would be so set so you know this thing comes out bright and early on a monday morning and it happens to be as i said valentine's day so what did you you know get your husband for valentine's day oh i have to be honest i'm a bit of a, a sentimental romantic type uh, oh. And I can't take credit. I can't take credit for the idea. But several years ago, I saw a Pinterest board because um, we all love Pinterest. We all get our ideas and creative juices going by looking at, you know, seeing what other people are doing. Who doesn't? I mean, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm terrible at it. Like I cannot craft. I cannot bake. I cannot do all these things. But I love to watch other people. But I saw a pin or a board, if you will, of a woman that took simple pieces of paper and she cut them out into hearts. And for the first 14 days of February, she would write down all the reasons on the hearts why she loved or appreciated her child and her spouse. And so I kind of took that and I've done it the last several years. So every day I do a heart starting on February 1st of, you know, a, a thank you or a reason why I love you or a reason why I appreciate you. And so that is my gift every year. I have kind of gotten away from the traditional buying something because I find that this to me is much more sentimental and much more thoughtful. Um, they're just little slips of paper with ink on them, but to me, they're really important. So that's, that's my gift this year. And the reason why they're so well-received, I know, by your husband is because there's, like you said, it's thoughtfulness. It took some personal time creativity it's not just something you go buy a card and put you know your name in the card that someone else wrote with their words and emotions and feelings right right it's important to express especially in the last couple of years it's really important to tell the people that you love uh, the people that you appreciate the people that you see or communicate with tell them how much they mean to you uh, it's not always going to be positive or happy when you talk to them or tell them something but Really, I think that's the thing that we've learned is that we have to talk to each other and we have to tell each other. Don't wait. There's never, never a, a bad time to tell someone, hey, I appreciate you. Hey, I, you know, I love you. Thank you for what you do. Yep, may not get the chance, right? We're never guaranteed tomorrow. But I've got something to tell you that I do. It's a little bit more risque and I'm going to take it to the edge, but I'm not jumping over. So here's what I do. Uh -oh. I, I go to a local florist every Valentine's Day and I, um, or the day before actually, and I get red rose petals. I mean, big, big bag. I'm like a gallon Ziploc bag of these rose petals. Ooh. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Only been married 34 years. Dean and I are two in our, if you will, 
honeymoon years, if you will. And so anyway, what I do when my wife's not home, I create a trail of those red pebbles of this. Okay, hang on, Jimmy. This is a G-rated show. Yeah, so I know what you're saying, but hey, you know, we own this. The airwaves are ours today. So what I do is okay. I create this path down through the you know the living area. And our bedroom's on the far west side of the house, so I go to the east. I don't go to the bedroom. You people get your minds out of the gutter. What I do is I lead it all the way in to the oven, and I stop there. And I leave a note well written that says, what I would like for dinner, honey, is. And then I leave. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wait wait a second. No, no, no. Hang on. Let me tell you what I do do, though. You're going to laugh, but it's real serious to me, is I'm a note writer. Most of you people listening to this podcast know I love to write and send a lot of cards, notes, so forth. And I like to write my own. So I buy these blank cards, Lori. I know you're a card sender as well, but I buy these blank ones. They may have my name on them and stuff, but I want to write the content. I always write such a mushy yet sincere note to my wife every year that it almost brings her to tears because what I'm only doing is reflecting the big R respect. And I always write in there why I appreciate her with the weak moment she had in 1987 to yes, say I do under duress. (laughs) That one moment of weakness. That one moment of weakness when I was on one knee and I just got her convinced. Uh, but, you know, I always like to write my own note at this time of year. And and I will say this to you, too. She does such thoughtful things all year round. But that one day to me is the culmination of all year's activities, thoughts, and, and time spent together. And we get to have just a few moments. As a matter of fact, I typically take her out to a nice, quiet dinner. Uh, during COVID, don't laugh. We cooked our own dinner last year, so so we wouldn't have to get out with people, and it was great. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I mean, how much harm can you do to a, a heat up pizza in the microwave? But hey, you know, it was good. So. Uh, <laughs> gourmet pizza in the oven. Right, now, let me ask you a couple of questions, as our, our people want to hear these straight from your mouth. Being Lori, the love bug Uh-oh. for you. Here we go. Um, one of the more serious <laughs> okay. questions. What is the most embarrassing gift you've received on Valentine's Day from either your current husband or a beau or friend or sister or whatever in your lifetime? Oh, the most embarrassing? Hmm. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, clean embarrassing. I mean, clean embarrassing. Yes, no, yes. no, no. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Um, I, oh, goodness. I would have to say in college, I dated this guy, not my husband. Um, but dated this guy who was terrible at giving gifts. And I probably, that should have been a red flag, but I mean, <laughs> it was, it, yeah. Um, he actually, uh, forgot it was Valentine's day and I, we met up and I gave him his gift and he looked at me and very confused as to what was going on and then realized, Oh, Hey, it's Valentine's day. <laughs> Um, proceeds to go to his car and bring me back a half-eaten candy bar and hands it to me and says, I love you, you're sweet. And oh, I just remember thinking stinks. Oh Yeah, I just I just remember thinking at the time, uh, be nice and be gracious <laughs> and then later call your girlfriends and tell them what a <laughs> epic failure your Valentine's Day was. So what I want to know next, my follow-up question to that for this young man, um, 
how did he get the chocolate bar out of his left nostril after you shoved it up there from him bringing you such a horrible <laughs> gift? Yeah, it was, uh, well, and the sad thing is, it was a Kit Kat. I don't even like Kit Kat. <laughs> wow, for shame. Who doesn't like, you know, caramel, nice I... candy coating? I mean, come on, chocolate, I mean, the wafer bar. I mean, come on. Yeah, so, I think my face probably said it all. I bet it did. I bet it did. I got to tell you, I have struck out many times on this Valentine's thing with my beloved wife, and she so graciously accepts whatever it is, but she'll say, you know, we might just have the receipt, right? You still have the receipt. <laughs> yes. See, that's graciousness yes. right there. Do you still have that? The absolutely. Yes. Uh, you definitely learn that and receipts are important. So I got a Valentine. My most embarrassing Valentine one year came from someone totally unexpected. It came from my mother and dad, believe it or not. I'm a man. My parents gave me a Valentine. That just kind of flies in the face of all of humanity, in my opinion. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, testosterone does not get Valentines. It gives Valentines to its parents, right? So anyway, I opened this package up thinking, oh, my goodness, it's going to be the normal little. They used to give me like little boxes of uh, like Brock's chocolates or something, you know, chocolate covered mm -hmm. cherries or chocolate caramels. It's just, you know, small, a small box. So I'm ripping in this thing and it is a box. And I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of different for this year for chocolate. And I open it up and I hold up a pair of boxer shorts with hearts all over them. And it's white. <laughs> and my wife said, I thought this would look good on you. Uh, so I told your, your mom and dad and they bought it instead of me. And I said, oh, joy, that really oh, looks great. <laughs> that is awesome. No, it's not. Wanna, Lori. It's not yeah, awesome. No, it's I want to be that mom. I want, I want to be that mom later. Like when my son is married and his wife calls me and says, I need you to buy this. Yeah. It's pretty funny, but I got to be honest with you. I like my Iron Man underwear story at the dermatologist better. That was a whole lot more fun than uh, wearing these things. But anyway, that's my <laughs> most embarrassing story. So, so let me ask you this. What is the most, um, wonderful gift that you've given uh, your husband or beau or family or whoever in your lifetime? What's the most wonderful gift you've given? Well, um, if, if it's a gift, obviously, I mean, I am the gift and I give every day. Oh, so oh, to my oh, husband, oh, so that's oh, very oh. important. Folks, you heard it right here. <laughs> Modesty <laughs> in action today here from Lori Lovebug Few. Yes, you are. We opened the door there. <laughs> well, I teed it up pretty softball to you. I'm glad you hit it out of the park there. So, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but but in all fairness, um, probably the best gift I think that I, uh, I've i ever given, uh, it was early in our marriage, and we hadn't been married very long. And one of the very first movies that we ever saw together when we were dating was a movie called The Notebook, which is based on the best-selling novel by Nicholas Sparks. And I absolutely fell in love with that movie at the time uh, that, that when we saw it together. And I thought, wow, you know, this is one of our first dates and this is a really special movie. And it was super mushy. And but fast forward, you know, early on into our marriage and we had kind of bridged the subject about, you know, having kids and when we were going to have kids or if we were going to have kids. And I said to my husband, I said, you know, if we ever decide that we're going to have kid and it's a boy I want to name him Noah because I absolutely love uh, the Cal uh, character Noah Calhoun from the movie which is played by James Barner who's a fellow Oklahoman uh, and I 
wrote that in a card to him and gave him a copy of the DVD back then because we didn't have streaming services. And so I would say that's probably my most uh, romantic uh, Valentine's gift that I ever gave. And we were fortunate enough to be blessed. Several years later, we had our son and his name is Noah. So, you know, I got to be frank with you all these years and your son's now, is he 11, 12? Well, going well, on 20. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yes. That happens. I, all these <laughs> years, thought it was purely a biblical name because <laughs> Noah, I, you know, where did I miss out on this wonderful story you got here that just heart wrenching? And I'm thinking, you named your kid after somebody that plays in a boat. Anyway, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and funny too, because when he was. When he started school, people would say, you know, what's your name? And he would say, well, my name is Noah. And they would say, oh, well, you're named after Noah from the Bible. And he would say, uh, yeah, the guy that built the boat. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's also after some guy in a movie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. James Garner. He's from Oklahoma, too, but we call him Noah. Yeah, that's it. That's so <laughs> funny. That is a great one. Well, so let me ask you a couple of things. What is the most romantic location you've ever been uh, for a Valentine's Day event oh, lo- or evening. Location, location. Oh, hmm. Like, have you, you and, and your Justin or, or previous family members, anybody ever been like on a romantic island and the island was called Fiji or something oh. like that? Because I really want to go to Fiji. But anyway. Me, me too. Put me in your suitcase if you go, because yeah. I'm sure you'll go before I do. Um, well, probably the most romantic uh, place for Valentine's Day. We were in uh, Vegas one year. We we did take a trip to Las Vegas. It was uh, my birthday's in November. Justin's birthday is in January. And so we didn't do anything that year. And then we decided we were going to go to Vegas in February. And we were actually uh, in Paris, if you will, on Valentine's Day. And we ate at the top of the Eiffel Tower in the restaurant. And so that was probably their most romantic. Uh, Paris, France, for real, is on my bucket list. But that was probably the closest I've gotten to... <laughs> real French experience. Uh, and it was pretty romantic. They had live music and they, the waiter walked around with, uh, long stem roses and were, you know, he was giving those out. So yeah, it was very romantic that year. That's probably the most romantic. Wow. Well, I will tell you, cause, uh, my wife and I took our daughters, uh, when our older daughter was 16. So like 10 years ago, uh, to Paris, France, and we did it at Les Jules Verne in the Eiffel Tower. And it is everything I'm about to describe utterly heaven on earth for food and service it was outstanding now the picturesque view from the entire 360 degrees you can see out changes lighted color at night because they change the eiffel tower's lights they just change color every 15 to 30 minutes and really cool really cool but my most romantic um if you will location for my wife and i you're gonna laugh uh was actually at a pizza place Pizza place. We were just dating. Uh, so we started dating February the 19th of 1983. So the next year, our first official Valentine's Day together, I, being the young stud muffin I am from being at college, came in during the week because it landed during the week, drove all the way back home, and I took her to eat at Ken's Pizza. Yes, you know uh-huh. right, folks. That's one of the most romantic places, that hot gooey cheese, some cold drinks in front of us that were not alcohol. Because uh, we were underage, and uh, at the end of the day, you throw a little Parmesan on. Are you folks getting it too? I mean, my, my yes. heart's racing right here. So lunch. Yeah, I'm already thinking about lunch, stuff. and it's only breakfast. <laughs> so oh. uh, there's some other romantic parts, but that one to me really <laughs> stuck in my mind. I said, 
baby, we're going to have a hot night. Did she like, no, it was a pizza because that's where we went. It was fantastic. It was pizza for the win. <laughs> I got to tell you, folks, I'm not going to tell you the real romantic stuff on this thing. I can promise you that. No, no, you have to. We are completely transparent here. Okay, well, let me give you a little story. You know, my okay. stories are all true and I'm not embellishing, but my two daughters to me are just uh, the, the angels on earth to me. And they're just beautiful, smart, talented girls. Anyway. When they were little, I would have Cupid, if you will, air quotes, Cupid would send them Valentine's on Valentine's Day, and they would have clues as to where they had to go to find the ultimate Valentine's gift that their mother had purchased. She did all the work. I really didn't do much. I just did the notes. And I'll tell you what, they had to go to four or five locations throughout the house to find their ultimate How gift. Fun. And I, well, it is, but I'll never forget. Gabrielle wasn't very old. She was like five, maybe. I can't remember. She wasn't very old, though. And I'll never forget her comment. She said, this Cupid guy, he's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> yes. So tell me my kids are spoiled. I can take it. Uh, but that's a true story. It was so funny. Whew, this Cupid guy is a lot of work. But they always loved her gift, and I always thought that was fun. Let's talk That's just fun. A, let's talk just a little bit about. Um, I've heard people that um, have been ill, and I mean seriously ill, terminally ill, recover. You read these stories, and I don't know people. I've read about them. You recover from this based on the fact that someone that they love so dearly, a family member, a son that long departed and finally came home, and they got to see them. And they recovered from this illness, and doctors were simply aghast. What what happened? What changed? How are you doing this? Why are you alive? Have you ever heard of these kinds of stories? I yeah, I have. Uh, particularly in the news, I think that you know that's when you hear them. You hear about them all across the nation. People that have been in comas for years that magically you know wake up after having a family member or someone come and visit or a loved one. Uh, it's amazing to me that we, and I, I feel like we tend to underestimate the power of love and affection. We, so oftentimes we talk about it and we nonchalantly say, I love you, or, you know, I like you. But in situations like that, I think that, that, that higher power or higher being, however you believe, um, love, I feel like factors into that. And so I think it's absolutely possible. I mean, we, we want to believe the best and the good in the world and that the human connection is the ultimate end all be all of that's what everybody needs. That's what we seek. That's what we desire. We want someone to care about us, to check on us, to love us, to be with us. Uh, and certainly in the last two years with all the situations of COVID where thank goodness we've had technology because when families were separated at a time where they weren't allowed to go in or they weren't allowed to be in the same room or building, we were able to see news reports of people actually turning it around via iPad, I mean, or iPhone, where they could actually physically see someone's face on a tablet. And what an amazing feat, what an amazing attribute to the world that we live in, that we're able to use love even through technology to see and to hear people and say things to them. Like this very podcast this morning, I mean, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing us talk about these things, know that there is someone out there that is thinking about you and, and that loves you. I mean, it's Valentine's Day and today is a special day and we're talking about it, but it's every single day. And I think that's what makes the human connection so powerful, even in situations where doctors are 
dumbfounded. Oh, man, that is powerful. That's a good, good story as well. Last question I have for you, Lord, and we're going to wrap this up for this week. But my first thought was when I wanted to ask this question, well, no, I shouldn't ask, but I'm going to. If you could change just one thing about Valentine's Day to make it your ultimate holiday of holidays from what you've experienced in the past, what would that be? Would that be like Justin, like, you know, maybe, I don't know, like Aladdin riding an elephant into the house or coming to the yard? I mean, anything big like that? No way, no, no way. Oh, okay. Hands okay. down, if I, if I get to change Valentine's Day in any way and I get to do anything, anything? Anything. Okay. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but free coffee for everyone <laughs> on Valentine's Day. You know, one thing about Lori, folks, is she, and when you say think outside the box, she presses right up against that edge, don't she? She's right for <laughs> the biggest, The biggest, hottest, or ice, whatever it is that you drink, prefer, you should just be able to walk in and say, it's Valentine's Day, and I'm here for my free cup of happiness and joy. Well, I have something for you that I want you to give Justin, my dear friend, on this special day of Valentine's. You know, Easter bunnies deliver at Easter. So all I got him was a costume I want him to wear at Easter if he could. Kind of similar to that boy with the Red Rider Christmas. I'd like to see him wear that uh, to help the neighborhood there. But what I wanted him to wear were some wings. I got him a big diaper to put on, and I got him, you know, like a bow and arrow thing that shoots little plastic arrows. You think maybe I could talk my buddy into wearing that just for some photo op? I think he would do anything for you, and he's always he's always a good sport. Um, you know, we we talk about him, we talk about Justin and Dina a lot on the podcast, and how they are our better halves, and they do here, make here. us better people. And we laugh and we tease at their expense, but they are a huge part of the of the way. They're they're a huge reason that we are able to do what we do because we couldn't do it without their love and support so, oh you um, that was the best statement on valentine's <laughs> right there that may have saved my entire day here on valentine's day to, for my wife to hear you say that so <laughs> but, but justin if justin's gonna wear the cupid costume he has to bring coffee oh yes yes coffee it. yes we might have to dip <laughs> your arrow in some kind of caffeine before he shoots you with it maybe or something like yes, that absolutely well, I'd, any, I'd be okay with that any last words, Lori Love Bug View, over anything to do with Valentine's? I think just tell people. It's like I said earlier. Don't take any moment for granted. Write it down, text it, email it, mail it in a card, stream it from the rooftop. Just make sure that the people that you love know that you love them, and and say it often. Not just today, but say it say it often every day. That is outstanding advice. Folks, as our challenge this week from our special guest, and let me tell you, she puts the special <laughs> in special guest. I can assure you that. Go hug your spouse, significant other, friend, family member, whoever, and let's spread some love around the world today. By doing so, you will be changing the world for the better. So go ahead and live, live a life. life by design. By design. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton, 
Our intern is Brindley. Thank you.